You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 241, brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service and iFanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick Week Podcast, episode 241. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm amazed that I'm here. I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello, Ron. And sitting in for the uh, supposedly vacationing Josh Flanagan. I thought we got the vacations behind us, but no, Josh. Holiday weekend. Yeah, what can you do? Uh, we have iFanboy staff writer, Jim Ski. I'm not pronouncing <laughs> your last name. How you doing, Jim? Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Oh, don't I'm apologize. It's good to have you. It's been a while. Jim, I'm doing good. Yeah, it has. So. Josh is out clamming or something. Yeah, he's yeah, clamming. Exactly. Clam digging. What is, what is that a euphemism for? <laughs> urchins. Sea urchins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are from the website iFanboy.com, which is all about the wonderful world of comic books. And we read all the comic books. We read a lot of the comic books that come out every Wednesday. One of us picks uh, the one book that we think is was our favorite of the week, and we deem it the pick of the week. We read a review on iFanboy.com, and then we come here to the podcast to talk about that book, as well as a whole stack of other books um, and other you know comic book themed things of note. Um, before we get into it, I want to remind you that we're going to talk about what happened in the comics. So uh, be warned in case it could be spoiled, in case you haven't read your comics yet. So press pause, come back, listen after you've read your comics, or just let them be spoiled. Roll on. Um, this week, somehow Connor has the pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair warning, I'm sick, so if I yeah. pass out with this, that's why. He's powering through, powering through. It suddenly goes silent because I'm dead. <laughs> He's a true 20 minute mark, He's audible a, snoring. Guys, I don't know if you heard of this character called Wonder Woman. Yeah, really under the radar, really. Very under the radar, very underground indie she's character. A, uh, she's a pants model, is she not? She's a pants model. <laughs> um, you may or may not have seen the kerfuffle everywhere in the internet this week about Wonder Woman. Well, the pick of the week ended up being Wonder Woman 60, 600. <laughs> someone, wasn't, someone wasn't capitalizing on the search uh, engine optimization this week, was he? <laughs> no. Oh, it's already, I'm already passing out. Wonder Woman 600 is pick of the week, and... I wrote my review that it's funny because there were three big DC anniversary books. It was Wonder Woman 600 last week with Superman 700, and a few weeks ago we had the Batman issue. Yep. And when, before that happened, I knew I was going to buy all three just because there were big anniversary issues. And I figured in my head I liked Batman the best because it was Grant Morrison and Frank Wiley was going to be drawing part of it. And then I figured Superman would be next, and I figured Wonder Woman would be a distant third because as much as I like Wonder Woman, I've never really gotten into her book. And I've tried for 20 years – I'm always constantly trying the book. I read it when George Perez did it way back in the day. I read it when Phil Jimenez took over. I read it when Greg Rucka wrote it for two or three years. I read it, I read Heinberg's run that was yeah. aborted because he went back to Hollywood. I read one issue of Gail Simone's run. I've never been able to really enjoy any of the issues, which is a shame because I want to. Yep. And I'm reminded of how much I like her when I watch like the cartoon or I watch her movie or whatever. Um, so it was a really nice surprise that, in fact, Wonder Woman 600 ended up being the best of the anniversary issues and the best book I read this week. And I thought, see, the thing about the, the, the big anniversary issue should be a big sort of gala, all-star affair. At least that, that's the way it's always been when I've read comics. It's always been bring on 35 creators and have them just play around. And that's, I think this issue handled it the best out of all the issues. I thought the gimmick in Batman didn't work. I thought Superman was good. I, 
um, except for the fatal flaw in, the, in that one story. But Wonder Woman <laughs> did it the best. I thought every story was solid. I thought the pinups were fantastic. I liked the Linda, Linda Carter intro. I thought this was overall was the best sort of celebration of the character. I thought it was a really nice... If you've never really read any Wonder Woman comics, you can totally pick this up and you can get what she's about. You I will say you've, uh, you've tempted me. Mm. Because while I think I said somewhere earlier this week, I was the biggest Wonder Woman fan in the world from ages two to four. <laughs> uh, because that's when the TV show was on. Were you a Linda Carter fan? Because she was gorgeous. Uh, I was too young to care about that sort of thing. Yeah. Anytime you got, anytime you got some lady punching Nazis with magic glasses and so forth, I'm I'm game at age three. But uh, I've never even tried to read a Wonder Woman book, with the exception of the one that uh, I want to say Kurt Busiek and Mark Bagley did, Whoa. the weekly one. What was that? Trinity. Oh, Trinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not really a Wonder Woman book. Well, she a, was a main character. She was one of the three made main a, characters. Uh, so. Made a huge uh, cultural impact on. Yeah, but that's like calling Justice League a Wonder Woman book. This is no, this no. Is, I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to. Th- I'm trying to. Yeah. Be- I'm trying to understand. You know, books for Wonder Woman appears. Along. You're saying yes. Yeah. Uh, that's as good as I've. That's as close as I've ever gotten. I've never even tried. I think of Wonder Woman as a character. To me, Wonder Woman is known as the character that someone new is doing a bold, fresh new take on this right. week. Well, like well, whether it's and Amber that's kind of the Joker, point is that. They they don't know what to do to get have her book catch on with readers, and I don't know if it's even possible. I don't know if the readership cares well, for a female character. I don't want to. You know, this, that's, that's a whole long discussion that, for another that, show. Yeah, well, that, and that, yeah, but that was the whole thing that with the with the whole costume kerfuffle. With, and what I, the point I made was, I you know, I defied anybody, you know, to tell me within the past ten years anything that's happened in her book, you know, or anything that's happened with Wonder Woman other than her killing Max Lord, right. you know, which didn't even happen in her book. You know, and like, and and you know, I think I keep, you know, I keep mulling about this kind of theory, this idea that characters like Wonder Woman, Superman, Fantastic Four have really outgrown their um, purpose in comics, and now they're just legacy. You know, and they're, they're I don't all, think that's the case. I think the audience has been whittled down to the hardcore. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and the hardcore doesn't care about those characters. Just for whatever reason, we've 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 genetically engineered the fan who doesn't care about those the more aspirational characters. Yeah. Yeah, um, they so have you, roots in kind of the aw shucks space race in the case and, of the and the, Four, they don't really fit into the gritty, grim and gritty sort of milieu which is popular now, and that's yeah. stuff what the fans want. Characters like Fantastic Four don't fit in that, and Superman doesn't fit in that, Wonder Woman doesn't fit in that. Yeah, but Batman does, and the X Men do, and and the characters that are popular do. Captain America didn't for a long time until they brought him down to that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really the characters that are aspirational and, and and stand there with their with their gleaming costumes, with their hands on their hips, that don't really fit into the modern readership. Um, that's I think a whole I've read, other show that might be interesting yeah. discussion. I think I've read more about Wonder Woman than I've read of Wonder Woman. And the last time I heard anybody talking about what was going on in her book, they were talking about how her in the DC universe her action figures weren't selling or something. It was like they were apologizing for themselves or something. Oh, you know, it's like beep beep. I do remember that. That might no. have been Trinity. Oh, Anyways, yeah. let's talk about the issue itself. The issue featured three, was it three, four, four stories. Uh, the first by Gail Simone and George Perez, the legendary George Perez, and of course that story featured every character in the DCU. Who every was female. female character, right? Yeah. 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 Um, which I loved this this story. I thought it was my favorite story. This was all about how the characters look up to Wonder Woman and how she inspires them, the way Superman inspires everyone, and they're sort of they're all they all sort of go giddy and and and, and starstruck around her. Um, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was a great representation of who she is. Then there was a fantastic uh, Amanda Connor written and drawn story, which was a nice surprise. I didn't expect her to draw a story. It was great. Uh, yeah. Which is about teaming up, with, teaming up with Power Girl, teaming up with Batgirl, the, the, the Cassie, uh, Cassandra Kane Batgirl, so that took place in the past, and it was sort of a, uh, it was sort of an f- all-female trinity. You got the Bat character, the Superman character, and the Wonder Woman character. Yeah, and uh, that was funny and really fantastic art. And there was a Louise Simonson story, which was all right. I, I it was okay. It Wheezy. 
Weezy was Weezy's, a, Weezy's <laughs> an old school veteran. She's a pro. And that this that story was all about how sometimes Superman can't do the job, and Wonder Woman has to do the job. Right. And then the final story, which is the big, well, no, there was a, then there was a really quick Jeff Johns story, uh, drawn by Scott Collins, which basically gave you a really quick three page summary of who Wonder Woman is in her story. Yeah, which and I which I had to look to see. I thought it was Manipal. It did look a lot. It looked a lot Scott, like Manipal. Scott Paul, Scott Collins really changes his art style around. Yeah, he really he does. Yeah, like he's not. This isn't like the Flash work at all. This isn't like the weird thing that he did in Batman either. Like this is, it, oh. yeah. But it was good. I thought it, I liked it. And it was funny. Was was so the whole kerfuffle this week has been about Wonder Woman's new costume, a new direction, and the fact that she's getting a sort of a a weird uh, time travel esque reboot of her of her storyline. And it, it seems to be all Jeff Johns' fault again. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote the intro story yep. in which Wonder Woman is freeing this girl who's kidnapped, and, and the girl runs down an alleyway, and, and it turns, turns out to be young Wonder Woman, it looks like. It looks like Kira's a child. Yep. And she runs into a very bright light in the middle of an island. Oh, no, wait, it's an alleyway. Yeah. Um, and she comes out on the other side in, Je- in J. Michael Straczynski's story, drawn by Don Kramer, who I like quite a bit, yeah. with, with the new costume and the alternate timeline. In this alternate timeline, she is uh, her mother was murdered, and she was brought to Man's World as a child, and was raised in Man's World, not raised in Paradise Island. So now she's more of a street level, grim and gritty, tough character. Orphan. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, um, orphan. But what was funny about the whole controversy was everyone freaked out because, of course, no one had read the issue yet. Now, this was a brilliant PR move on DC's part, by the way. Um, they got everyone everything. on the internet talking about Wonder Woman. No yeah. one talked about Wonder Woman. Yeah. She was the number one trending topic on Yahoo. She was on the mainstream TV news. No, they nailed it. They, they totally they nailed, nailed this. It. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because no one had read the story, so all people could do was freak out. If people had read the story, they'd see there was, it's no big deal. Yeah. And that, that obviously at the end of the story, she's going to be back in the regular costume, and that's yeah, where it's going to lead to. And yeah, yeah. The whole point of the story is going to be her getting back to the real, or the, the quote-unquote real Wonder Woman. She, yeah. she, she finds out in this story from, her, from one of her oracles. That there is another world that she doesn't belong in this world, and that, that, that and so clearly she's the whole point of the story is going to be getting back to that old world, yep. getting back to that old costume. And as then long as she can at, the same, with at the same time, giving us two years of her in this costume, so when they eventually get around to making the movie, it won't be a big leap. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Cynical. I, I wouldn't mind her keeping the pants because I, I like the pants. I think they work. Uh, the jacket's dumb, but um, yeah. You can get into Jim Lee's uh, sartorial uh, yeah, strengths. Uh, yeah, time, I'm glad but, do that. I read, uh, it, I, read it, I read in the news that they depatriotized her. Right, yeah, yes, they well, did. Well, yeah, yeah. Certain, certain outlets took it that way. Yeah. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you She's wh- not American, by the way. We should yeah, point that right. out. Yeah, that's so, true. Good there's point. There's the depatriotizer. She's Greek or, you know, paradise island, Amazonian. Um, Don't I like all the stories. I like the JMS story. I thought it was an interesting concept. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see where it goes. I like the idea of putting her in this world she's got to fight her way out of. It's, a, it's an old school you know, story as, as old as you can get is the characters taken out of their comfort zone and has to find their way back. It's basically a two-year-long Return of Bruce Wayne type story. Which yeah. is, it's just the same thing. It's just, some, you know, take your hero, put them in a different environment, have them fight their way home, and that's, that's what we're doing here. Uh, it um, actually sounds pretty interesting, and as uh, it's, it's kind of nice to be someone who doesn't know anything about Wonder Woman, and uh, the sto- in the story, neither does she. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I it's- might actually drop some money on this yeah it could be a good, it's a good jumping on point there you go <laughs> right. but um for me the highlight of this whole issue were all the pinups and, and oh, the again, pinups were gorgeous and again proving you know get nicola scott on this book my god uh, yeah, yeah yeah my god but like her pinup was great ivan uh, ivan reese's pinup was great the the two-page vertical phil jimenez was amazing. Did you see the jock pinup? The jock pinup was fantastic oh it was great it was like it, it, oh it was the, the pinups for me were the real highlight of this so 
Yeah. Um, uh, everything worked from the yeah. from the pinups to the op- intro to the stories. They really knocked this one out of the park, which I felt they didn't do in the other two. Um, so yeah. we're really happy for this one. I'm now I'm excited to read Wonder Woman. I'll see how that goes, and yeah. and we'll see if it can last. I hope I hope people jumped on. Apparently they sold out of the run. Um, I read online that they sold tons. Another smart thing DC did they they put it out on their app the the, D- the JMS story, and apparently yeah. that sold tons. Um, so yeah, good. I mean, good job by them. Smart. I mean, they 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 earn definitely. Jim Lee and all them earned their paychecks this week. They they yeah. got they took a character that nobody cared about last week and made her the number one thing that everyone was talking about. So can you yeah. remember the last time we talked about Wonder Woman on the website? Nope. In any kind of way, any kind of article, any kind of story. Um, nope. nope. Perhaps you know, it's been years, yeah. and it was we, there was like three or four, and, and they were all people were freaking out. It was, yeah. it was good. It was good to have to be a Wonder Woman fan. Yeah. Um, the other big sort of new. Uh, well, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before you move on, he said it was, it was a good time to be a Wonder Woman fan. Some people might disagree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. where if 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 there had been that many of them, they wouldn't have needed to do any of this. Yeah, possibly a yeah, good point. Well, good I think point. in terms of her being part of the lexicon now, it's a good time yeah. to be one of them because yeah. now the character's not irrelevant right now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What? And that, that's what they need to realize. They need to realize that the the costume will be. I mean, I we don't know for sure, but I would be very surprised. It if the seems costume plainly done. obvious that's what the story. I mean, unless yeah. unless the book sells, t- you know, two hundred thousand copies a month for the next two years, they're not. You know, they're going to go back to the old way eventually. Yeah. Anyway. So, sorry about that. So, moving on. Action, okay, Action Comics 890 was the next big uh, creative team change. Paul Cornell, our, our, our favorite writer from Marvel, coming over to DC Comics with art by Pete Woods. Action Comics is starring Lex Luthor because Superman is walking to Earth right now. He yep. can't be, can't be <laughs> fighting Metropolis. He's got to go, go fix tumors. Right? Um, <laughs> As he is famous for. I loved this. I think the, I love the idea of I, first of all Lex Luthor is a great character he's a great villain he makes me think of Gene Hackman there's nothing bad about Lex Luthor um, I, Paul Cornell writes a very deliciously deranged Lex Luthor and I like the fact that the whole crux of the story seems to be that he's been changed by Blackest Night he's yep. slightly altered yeah. he had the he, the orange ring he got a taste of avarice to the nth degree and now he wants everything he can't temper that desire and and he wants a ring back so he's going to put all of his resources Lex Corp to getting those rings back which are gone. And I like that. It t- tied into that big event, but it was stood on its own. And I love the, I love the way he wrote Lex. We've, uh, we may have talked about this before. I don't think this is any secret. Uh, Superman is not my favorite uh, superhero, comic book character. In fact, he is among my least favorite. And one of the reasons why is because every time I see Superman, he's this near godlike, uh, unkillable superhuman with every power imaginable who always seems to be beating up a middle-aged man. Namely Lex Luthor. And so that, that's kind of where he fits into my you know, inner cosmology or whatever. And I bought this and I made it my pick of the week. Wow. I thought it was great. Uh, uh, partially because I, uh, it, took every, it took up, uh, picked up a lot of threads that, I in, that intrigued me about Blackest Night, which was, a, which was a new thing for me. I've only been at the Green Lantern thing for a couple of months now. But uh, I always loved Paul Cornell. And, you know, when I heard he was going DC exclusive and working on Action Comics, I was, you know, my, my thrill of uh, knowing that he was finally on a book that wasn't going to get canceled was intermingled with the fact that it was a book that I did not relish the prospect of reading at all. But I gave it a chance, and I, yeah, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, and again, wait, you wait. couldn't ask for a better jumping on point. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Jim. You do realize there's a DC logo on this book, right? <laughs> I... Uh, I mean, I, I mean, all I've heard I, I, on the Wikipedia and on the internet, I just hear you're, you're Marvel, 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 Marvel. 
I uh, I, I uh, take a felt tip pen and ink out the DC logo. <laughs> you just wrote I'm, an M on it. You're like, I'm yeah. gonna pretend it's Marvel. <laughs> right. I write. I write. I scroll. Not important. Right over there. <laughs> well, Ron, no, did you read this? No, I did not. Uh, I don't care. I'm, I'm I'm never gonna read the Superman books. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's not a Superman book. It's a Lex Luthor. Yeah, I know. I don't care. I didn't, yeah, know. It's, it's I didn't know anybody was harder core than I was. Yeah, I'm pretty hardcore about it. Yeah. We have a handshake, you know. We do. Yeah. Because well, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not, not uncommon the, the our Marvel bias. No, but I just I mean the things I like Paul Cornell. I read the I read the backup the the preview in the other DC mm-hmm. books. It seems interesting. It seems all right. If it's good, I might pick it up and trade. But I'm not th- I'm not gonna do an issue. I just don't I'm not, I don't have enough invested in it. You know. He's got a creepy uh, Lois Lane yes. robot sidekick that he wines and dines, and she probably she, her arms turn into big machine guns when they when they're needed. And that's, that's it convenient. was just totally fun. Paul Cornell kind of uh, creepy yet also funny and goofy. Yeah. You know, Paul's great. I mean, he's great. I hope this does well, and I hope he's on it for a very long time. I absolutely. Well, next time we interview me, him, I'm going to have you do it, and you're going to explain why you won't read it. Uh, all right. Well, that's, it, that's it not really an interview me, then. Uh, <laughs> it, reminds me, it reminds me of the Norman from Dark X Men, only uh, yes. sort of amped up and 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 made a little bit more intriguing and interesting. Intense. Interesting point. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting analysis. Yeah. I get I get that almost never. <laughs> now, Captain America six oh seven was interesting to me because it was. Not drawn by Butch, Butch Geist. We should really find out how that's pronounced because I'm tired of saying it. I think it's Geist, but uh, we'll, we'll go with that. But it was not drawn by Butch Geist, but he inked half of it. Mitch Breitweiser drew it and inked the other half. And he really gave it. you the sense of how heavy Butch Geist inks. Yeah. Because <laughs> when Breitweiser inked himself, it looked like Breitweiser. When Butch Geist inked Breitweiser, it looked like Butch Geist. Yeah, but all I got to say is put Breitweiser on this book now. Yes. Oh yeah. my God! If the Brightweiser was ever born, you know how there are some creators who are born to do a, t- a character or born to do yeah. something. I think Brightweiser is born to do Captain America. Yeah. Like it, it just looks so. Even with the even with half with half the Butch Geist um, inks, which you're right. Did I mean it? It did take a different tone, a different you know, a different weight. Which is fine. I like. Yeah. It. it just it's funny. You can see how heavy. You can see how heavy some guys ink. Yeah, exactly. Which is interesting from a craft standpoint. But wow, don't I mean screw fill-ins. Let Butch let Butch ink them. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Put Brightweiser on this book. It was it was great. Yeah. And the story was nice too. Yeah, story is always fun. It is a- <laughs> I think I think we're. Ba- I mean, it's two issues, but I think we're back on track. Yeah, I, I have no complaints about this. Despite, although my only thing is that every now and then it's weird. I don't know if Brubaker always did this, and I just didn't notice it. But every now and then, there's one line that is just like, really? Did they just say that? You know, like every now and then when he throws in like an ass hat or like stuff like that. You know, like it just it just doesn't seem. You know what I mean? It it, it, mm-hmm. it and it's been it's only been recent. I'm trying to find the example from this issue, but there's always been. Oh yeah, when Bucky was like, "I've got, I've still got a few tricks left," you know, and it's like, I, I don't, you know, like it, it, I don't know. The, the banter it, isn't as tight as it was. Ed Brubaker's voice for the character does not match the voice that you have in your head. For exactly. The yeah, and I know Bucky's a guy at a time; and he doesn't get it, and you know, but like, I don't think Bucky would say, "Surround this," you know, like it just, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 strike, that strikes me as very old school. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but. I, uh, I don't begrudge him that because uh, of the scene in the bar. Which was my favorite thing the I read. Seeing the bar was really good. Was really well, if you good. if you if you go to ifanboy.com and you see our best panels of the week feature every Thursday afternoon, you see the uh, panel we picked from this issue that Jim picked. Where uh, was funny I because laughed. they yelled at they yelled at Bucky Captain America or Captain America yelled at Bucky Steve Rogers yelled at Bucky about blowing his cover as identity and not being careful and 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 his girlfriend Natasha yelled at him for it. And then he, they go so they go undercover to a bar to find out who drugged him in the last issue and he whips out his Avengers ID which has got. Uh, his driver's license were underneath it. 
I laughed loud and long when they were like, aren't you going to get into outfit, your little uniform there? No, I think I'm going to handle this on the down low. And then he walks into the bar, and the bartender's like, what can I do for you people to see? I'm Captain America! <laughs> like right away, bursts through the door and is like, and here's, here's where, where I live. live. And here's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, and plus, his, his Avengers ID card doesn't actually have his name on it. It's, right. just, it's signed by Iron Man. <laughs> When I was a kid, they had those in the comic. You, you could cut them out and make your own idea. I have a, I have a very dim memory of that. I, I, I remember that, yeah. I would, never, I would not, at that point, bring myself to deface a comic. But, or, or, uh, th- or at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the things I do to these books now. <laughs> um, Green Lantern 55, notable for two things. One, I thought it was gorgeous. I thought, Nick, I thought Doug Monkey was really on his game for this one. Yep. Especially the opening couple of pages with the Spectre. Yep. Um, Two, I, I found myself feeling like I wish they just slowed down this book. Yeah. Because we went full throttle for how many years with Blackest Night and the story leading up to that. And we, we haven't really gotten to feel the ramifications of Blackest Night. We've gone right into whatever's going on with these. Uh, with the with White these, Lantern. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just, we haven't had an attempt to reflect. We haven't had, seen how the characters feel about after what's been going on. It's just been full throttle with the next thing. And I really just want them to. Take Slow a breather. Down. Yeah, I could see that. You I could you could use a softball playing issue. Yeah, or the Just or the one. Greg Rucker or the Greg Rucker one where Nightcrawler and Wolverine meet at a bar. Yep. And yes. Knock back a few. Yeah. Well, see, at the same time, I both agree with that and uh, sort of find myself looking at the door when it comes to Green Lantern right now. Now that now that all is said and done, and we're in the midst of brightest day. Just to be the man that Ron always thought I was again, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking at this at this DC book on my pile, and and I uh, this this issue I was struck very much by this this 20 page Lobo fight yep. that accomplished the exact same thing that would have been accomplished if uh, Red Lantern What's His Face had just walked up to Hal and and said the exact same thing that he said to him without all that. Michigas. Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought that. I mean, the whole that that Atrocitus set up Lobo and made it appear. You know, like that was a little. I've got to get uh, them on my side. Well, yeah. you could do that by being nice to them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> bringing them a little cake. Yeah. It well, would have been fine. But we do. We do get to know now that Lobo's a Red Lantern, which is interesting. <laughs> or or could be. Yeah. It could be. Like, yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Oh, and, Great, and we found Lobo. out. We 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 found out why there's that cat. Uh, uh, th- that was the highlight of the issue. Was the Dexter origin. It was great. I've, I've been since since they since the first issue with the Red Lantern cat with Dexter. I wanted to know more about it, and I thought this was a great story. It was. I don't know why. I don't know why I wanted. Again, this is a thing where it doesn't match what you had in your head. Part yeah. of me just wanted him to be from like the planet Catlantis or something. No, it was great that he was from Brooklyn. It was great. I thought uh, it was just fa- it's like it's such a such a uh, a weird thing to do. You know, like it's yeah. like you yeah. know, like almost if they he was were- from an a- alien planet of cats, I would have been disappointed. You know, credit like, for uh, credit for unpredictability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I see your point that like for you, uh, you know, like we were talking. I think last episode when Josh was talking about Avengers, like what Blackest Night could be the good point to leave. You know, we're always talking about where do I start Green Lantern? Maybe that's a good point to end Green Lantern. Um, I don't know. I I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I I, I love. I, I just love seeing the different lanterns interact and seeing. You know, like I'm. I, I didn't think this was the pick of the week by any means, but I thought hey, the art looked good. The story was engaging. It was fun. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, I'm I think it's bad. I gave it four sorry, stars. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I just. I just found myself wishing. And to, and to Connor's and to Connor's point about slowing things down a little bit. Not for nothing. I've been reading this book all year, catching up on on. I basically mainlined Green Lantern from like Sinestro Core War to the present over the course of the last couple of months, and I still just called uh, Atrocitus 
Red Lantern, what's his face? Right. Yeah. So like, I would really, I mean, we we're we're past the stage where there are four hundred lanterns of various colors on the page flying around in indistinct space, punching each other in the head, and we've gotten <laughs> down to like one of each ring now, which is great. And now I think it's time to uh, have them sort of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, to show me a little more of themselves. I guess. You know? <laughs> Whoa, like, be careful what you wish for there. Full frontal. I mean, yeah. The voice is already there if I need it. But I'm talking more like uh, like character-driven stories as opposed to yeah. plot. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's a valid criticism. Valid criticism. So. Did anybody else, when they were kids, read Amazing Spider-Ham? I did. Huh. Yeah. Loved awesome. it. Awesome. I did, too. One of my favorite books when I was a yeah. kid. Such, a, so such amazing- a bizarre concept. Such a bizarre, you know, like Peter Porker. You know, Amazing Spider Ham 25th anniversary issue, which which that'll make you feel old real quick. Yeah, yeah. tell me about um, it. Uh, I this I love this. This well, was so much. Well, careful nice. where you talk. My store sold out, but I, I didn't get this sort of late, and they actually sold out. So I'm gonna get a copy next week. So I haven't read it yet. Okay. Well, there's just there's, there's not enough. To, there's not a lot to spoil. <laughs> uh, does, it, does it does it go back to its roots? Because uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, yes. Don't, let's another, don't talk about another, it. Don't talk about thing it. Joe Straczynski has ruined in the last 10 years. <laughs> I, know, I, that, forgot, that, I forgot JMS ruined Peter Porker. <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything. Yep. Like where everybody was. I was like, where's Goose Rider? <laughs> right, I don't know about that. but uh, Oh, it was miserable. He tried to make it. Oh, it was another example of JMS ruining everything. Uh, the JMS bias continues. Um, Tom DeFalco, the, I think Tom DeFalco was probably the, one of the old writers, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, I think he, he might have created. He writes it. the main story. Spider Ham must face the menace of the Swinister Six. <laughs> and it's so, so if you don't know what the hell we're talking about in the, in the, in the I guess it was the eighties. It, it was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a book called The Amazing Spider Ham, which was all anthropomorphic characters, all animals. That, with that were horrific pun names, Captain America. Animals, an animal version of the Marvel Universe. So well, yeah, Spider-Ham, so, so, Pig. So basically, yeah, it, it was um, it, it was uh, started by Tom, Tom DeFalco and Mark Armstrong, and they got they got a 17 issue series out of it called Marvel Tales, spelled T A I L S, <laughs> starring Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Yeah. <laughs> he was a pig. Was, there was Captain America, and yep. there was uh, Iron Mouse, and there was. Uh, the the only one they kind of gave up on was Hulk Bunny. Yeah, Hulk Bunny. There's yeah. no there's no Hulk related pun. The the, the Fantastic Fur. Yes. Um, the the submar submarsupial. <laughs> it was really funny, and this is the same kind of goofy fun. I mean, um, you know, the Swinister Six kidnap Aunt May and and, and Mary Jane, who are called something else here. Um, and Peter's got to save them, and then there's a, another story where uh, the the assistant watcher who watches this universe. Sort of stops paying attention and stuff goes wrong, <laughs> and um, and then there's that. The, the, I don't want to ruin the last story because you haven't read it yet. But the last, the, the, the second to last story, which with, which features Doctor Doom, um, it takes a bizarre end. Yeah. What was Doom? Uh, this, was he a duck? It's Doctor yes, Doom, isn't it? Doctor <laughs> <Doom>. <laughs> well, oh, well what's great? What's great is is I'm just looking on the Wikipedia entry for it, and there's a quote from. Uh, <laughs> Where he says, "This is astounding. Am I a spider with the limitations of a pig, or a pig with the proportional strength and agility of a spider? I've become something greater than either spider or pig. I've become a spider ham." <laughs> now, this is an important point because when uh, there was a book that came out not too long ago uh, that was, I think, "Don't who the, who won't wield the shield" or something like yeah, that, and yeah. I remember reading on the site commenter saying. Uh, that it wasn't, you know, it, don't buy this garbage. What is this crap? It's $4 and it doesn't count for anything. It's just some dumb humor book. 
And then, you know, later on, some of these same people will say that Josh hates fun or whatever. I actually been looking this up recently and it turns out that laughing is a kind of fun. Yeah, it's true. That you can have. So yeah. don't be so quick to say, you know, this isn't part of the larger Marvel both universe. Marvel, yeah, both Marvel and DC have all – DC not as much as Marvel, but they've always been able to laugh at themselves and do these little kind of things, which I always love. I always love the yep. little diversions and the little poke fun at There'll it. There'll always be yep. an ambush bug or yeah. a, yep. you know, spider ham or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or electro. Electro. My favorite will always be Goose Rider. Goose Rider is good. Yeah. The Green Gobbler. I can't wait gobbler. to get that. I can't wait to get it. So it's worth it, Connor. It was, yeah, it was it delivered. Awesome. Good. Totally delivered. Uh, you can go to, if you want more comics, if you want to get comics like this and you want to buy them online for cheap, you go to Discount Comic Book Service. They've got monthly specials up to 75% off with 40% off all the major publishers and flat rate shipping of $5.95 on all U.S. orders. You can buy anything listed in previews. And they can, they've got over 9,000 paperbacks that are in stock. You can track orders online. You can do all that stuff at DCBService.com. And we thank them for sponsoring this episode. Yes. Now, I bought the Death of Dracula number, no, well, special, I guess, number yep. one. They put it on just because. The one shot. Yeah. Fool yeah. you into thinking it's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know why I bought it. I think I bought it because when Marvel announced that Dracula story, I was intrigued. Yep. And so I figured, why not give the one shot a, a, a tumble? And I did. And. It's it's not at all the Dracula you know from Paul Cornell's Captain Britain. It's a totally different Dracula. Well, that, yeah, that's that, that was my only problem. I enjoyed it too, and I th- actually thought the art was really good. Uh, who did the art? It was um, Giuseppe Chemical. Yeah, Giuseppe Chemical, which was great. Um, but like, I knowing that it's a big Marvel thing, stuff like that. I, I, you know, you know me, continuity nerd. I was trying to understand how it fits into how Dracula's been in the Marvel universe for the past, you know, forty years. Like Dracula has been a character in the Marvel universe, and it's not this guy. Maybe every time they kill him, he comes back a little worse for wear. Yeah, maybe you're different. Uh, but, but I liked it. I liked that, you know, like the 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 struggle for power, and I liked the little medallions, the little twilight uh, uh, <laughs> uh, nods. So now that they, the vampires can be in sunlight with the when they've got the little medallion on, but um, will they sparkle? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, well, but I, not as dreamy. Well, the one guy's kind of dreamy. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I don't like vampires, but I dug it. So yeah it's fun I, the sons, uh, there's a coup and the sons killed, one of the sons killed Dracula and they take his spot and, uh, yeah, I don't know did. much about the Marvel vampire mythology I never read a lot of the 70s horror books or anything like that so I was I thought this was again I'm, I'm, always, look, I'm always on the lookout for a new ground floor yeah. uh, and, and this was another opportunity that having been said something I almost never say about any book anymore especially says a big Bendis fan but I thought this was a little talky oh it was very talky I mean, no, knowing uh, that it was written by Gishler I mean that makes sense yeah, he's he's a noir novel, like a pulp novelist by yeah. trait. Right? Yeah, well, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought it was it was in, it was dynamic and interesting in that, in that yeah. sense. Well, yeah, it, I don't I don't need a punch on every page or anything like that. But I just you know, yeah. Well, I mean, it did it established the characters that are going to continue on in this next thing for yeah. whatever long. So. And if you're gonna and yeah, if you're gonna read whatever the vampire thing that's happening, whether it's in the X Men across the whole line, this is a good place to start. So yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. G.I. Joe Hearts and Minds number two. I thought. This is Max Brooks's mini, or I don't know what I guess it's a miniseries um, that that basically just spotlights two characters in each issue, one from Cobra, one from GI Joe. And it occurred to me if you've been listening to us talk about GI Joe or anybody else talk about GI Joe, and you've been curious, you don't know anything about it. Hearts and Minds is a great mini to find out, find out who these characters are because they really are just character studies, and you, you there's no story. It's a different it's a different person in every issue. Yeah, so basically you, basically every issue is a two part. Or like it's divided in half basically, and they do half of, on a on a Cobra agent and half on a GI Joe agent, and kind of takes you through 
what's going on in their heads and how they think and how they got there and who they are. And yeah, it's just a, it's a nice character study and you know, shit still blows up. Yeah. Last week, last issue was major blood and spirit. This issue was, um, firefly, firefly and uh, tripwire Bomb guy. Yeah. Tripwire. <laughs> the Ooh. second part didn't make as huge an uh, impact. Tripwire was uh, right out of, right out of uh, the hurt locker, but it was good. Locker. Yeah. It was really uh, good. It, the art's great. Shaken and Antonio Fuso who drew the, the uh, Cobra miniseries, and really, really good. If you're looking to get into G.I. Joe, this is a place to, to go. It is amazing. Every time IDW puts out another one of these books, G.I. Joe in particular, I think this is the time they overreach. Yep. You know, like, they, they cannot get this lucky. They cannot all be this good for this long. This is the one that goes too far. And no, in fact, this is as great as, well, it's all, I like it almost as much as G.I. Joe Cobra. It's I don't know if that's controversial. Or, but wow. So um, another book that came out this week that had a lot of uh, online buzz was uh, Velocity Number no. 1 from Top Cow, um, written by Ron Mars with art by Kenneth Rocafort. And, um, you know, I, I, going into this reading it after seeing everybody kind of rave about it, I kind of went in a little skeptical, like, oh, it can't be that good. This is my pick of the week. This, this, this book is good. Wowza. This book is really good. Um, I love Kenneth Rocafort. I mean, like, he's great. I mean, yeah, I read the I read the Cyberforce Hunter Killer um, uh, miniseries, which was all right. Which was like, I got a little, I got a little kind of kludgy towards the end. But this is just focused. I mean, it was fun. I had to laugh because on the cover has the pilot season winner logo on it because yeah. the velocity <laughs> pilot was season two thousand and three. Well, they finally okay. did it, so good for them. But uh, different creative team, all stuff like that. But I mean, it's focusing on um, the velocity character from Cyberforce, which this made me remember that like I loved Cyberforce back in the day. Like when when Sylvester started Cyberforce, when the start of Image, like it was really good. And I haven't read it in years at all. And this has been like kind of going back to the the, the characters specifically Velocity, who's just a speed. Um, but Mars did a great like if you've never read Cyberforce you don't know who Vasi is you could pick this up and know exactly who she is um, and get it and then throw in Rocafort, who is going to be a superstar, I think, in like two two years or so. Yeah, he is something else. Yeah, I must um, say. Did you guys and did I'll you guys check you, this out or? I absolutely did, which is only on the strength of the recommendations on on ifanboy.com. Yeah, Josh uh, liked it. Yeah. Because I see, unlike you, who who were kind of getting in on the ground floor with all that stuff back in 1991 or whatever, right. I associate Image and Top Cow and all that stuff with all the stuff that made me, as a high school kid, go, "Oh, I think I must be going." Like I, yeah. that's when I left comics, and yeah. that that and it's a short line from there to why. Like you just said the word Cyberforce, and my eyes rolled all by themselves without yeah. me even. It's yeah. out of my control. Uh, it, it was fun. That was a fun book. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I'm I'm not judging them based on any. It's yeah. it's it's all you know. I I think that they're X Men knockoffs, but I don't know. That. Oh, they totally were. Totally were. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> cybernetic X Men. That's all it was. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. no no wonder you like them. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I gave it I gave it a shot based on the strength of the recommendation. I thought it was great. I had seen a little bit of Rocafort before, both from that Cyberforce Hunter Killer thing that you had pointed out to me earlier, and also he did some covers for uh, Marvel. Like he did a he did a Hickman pilot season issue from oh, yeah. two years ago that was really good. Yeah, he did a he. I don't know if he was covers or if he did an issue, but like he was working on uh, that anthology that Marvel tried with all their might to make happen a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, Marvel Comics like, Presents. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. We'll be we'll, he'll be great. Yeah, keep an eye uh, on him. This is good. I don't so. know I'm what his turnaround time is like. Yeah, I I didn't know anything about any of these characters. I yeah, there's a handy primer in the back if yeah. you care to read it but i didn't and i still you know 
liked it, enjoyed well, it, knew what was going on. Mar, I mean, Mars knows what he's doing. I mean, he knows, you know, like and he, he's old. He's old school pro. He's yeah, old, and he he wrote this so that you could just jump on. I mean, Connor, did you read it or? No, but I'm going to now. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was really good. Having having uh, been shamed. Yeah. You woke up. Shame. Now, now that everyone, who people who I I know and trust say it's good, I will yeah. I will read it. Yeah. So um, uh, also from Image this week was uh, Turf Number Two, which is the Jonathan Ross uh, Tommy Lee Edwards book. And remember the first issue where we're like, that's eh, wordy. Uh, yeah. Oh, second yeah. issue. Yeah, it was wordy. See, the first <laughs> issue wore me out. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't think I, I had energy. I put that issue. thing down no fewer than four times. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, you know, it was like I, I literally I, I opened the first page and I was like, okay, it's just you know some narration, some some you know some word balloons. Fine. I turned pages two and three. A lot of white. Like I, I had to shield my eyes from the brightness of the white <laughs> of the word balloons. Did- didn't you interview Jonathan yeah. Ross? Like yep. he's not. It's not. I. I wanted to be like, oh, he's new. He'll figure it out. Yeah. But he's doing that on purpose. What do you mean? He's I thought doing I, that? I. I thought I heard that in your interview. Maybe I heard it somewhere else. He is. I've heard him say, I hate these comic books that I pick up at the store, and I finished reading them by the time I check out. Oh, I think he was. I think that was a dig at Miller. I think that was. Oh. Yeah, he did say. I mean, he. I think he tried to joke it off that way. But he also said that he did say when I interviewed him at WonderCon that he's learning how to write comics, and and by issue three he's writing less. Which so uh-huh. I'm, I'll be curious. That's why, that's why I'm sticking with in issues because I want to see that progression of Ross as a writer to see by the third issue and and on if he understands that actually say less and show more and that whole kind of thing. Um, but that said, it, you know, it continued. You know, you got vampires, you got aliens, you got mobsters. You get, you know, it's like it's it's yeah. it's a fun book. I mean, Connor, when it comes out in trade, I would say to to check it out. But um, these the art, co- I mean, I like I, I, I yeah. the art. It looked good. The, the art is beautiful. The art is con- yeah, and the concept is, the the concept of it is great. And actually, I don't know if they didn't have any when I was at my shop or if I just didn't notice it because I uh, suffer from cover blindness. But when I got home and realized I didn't have it, yeah. I started to like go, should I go to another store? Should I get in the car? And I'm looking for my keys and it's like, why Why am I leaving the house again for a book that took a year off my life the last time I yeah. read it? So I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't end up going back. But yeah. if you promise me it's good. Well, I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know how good, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, if the store, sto- ne- you know, next Wednesday, if the store sells the issue, grab it, you know. Um, Will do. But yeah, so. So are we going to talk about the first third of Invincible, Invincible Iron Man? Or? <laughs> right. Well, I bought it in issues. I didn't download it. Did yeah. you guys download it or buy it? No. I was so excited when they were doing a day and date digital release. And then when I heard they were splitting it into three parts and charging $2 each, yeah. it burst my balloon so emphatically that I didn't even, I was like, no, yeah. none of the above. I'll wait. And well, then, of course, I get home and Twitter says it's the best. Yeah, no. A lot of people were saying it was really, really good, and 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 so I bought it based on that. I bought it based on some of the early kind of opinions, you know, like Bennis and Brubaker both were kind of, you know, knowing having seen it before it came out, were were touting it, and so I was like, all right, I'll well, check what it are out. they gonna say? Yeah, I know, I know, but they, yeah, but wouldn't you wouldn't you love it if if Ed Brubaker got on Twitter and was like, boy, FF, this month really stunk the place up? Well, yeah, but that, but that's the thing is that the, is that is that they don't really shine shoes of each other a lot. You know what I mean? Like it's enough so when they when they say it, it's you know, like it's like all right, I'll listen you know often they say nothing or yeah exactly. Exactly. right or wrong exactly it was good it was good it wasn't great it wasn't the greatest thing ever but um it helps that the art was different the art was by uh, some guy with a name that i'm gonna butcher um where's the credits uh carmine di giandomenico that's not so bad. Uh, not yeah, so bad. Um, but good. the pre- the prem- I mean, Iron Man's not in it. I mean, it's completely Mandarin. Who I, who I don't know why I love Mandarin. I don't know why I love the idea of rings. That and they actually there's actually a panel where they show his hand with all ten rings, explaining what I each ring. I think he reminds does. you of BA. I think it might be. <laughs> yeah, you had to bring him. It only took a half an hour for you to get to the A team, didn't it? Um, but. That's right, uh, sucker. 
but yeah, but the, the whole premise is that um, is that Mandarin wants a movie made of his life, and so he kidnaps a Chinese director and kidnaps his wife and holds her hostage and forces the Chinese director to make the the biography of his life the whole time, leaning over his shoulder, going giving notes and giving suggestions, <laughs> and then like altering you know altering reality and like you know turning Tony Stark into a heroin dealing uh, evil you know person, and and Mandarin is great and going to defeat him and. I mean, it was it was definitely it was definitely interesting. It was a clever way to give to reintroduce the Mandarin and give an origin to people who might not have read him. Um, it was well done. It was really well done. Was the senior Spielbergo? Was who? <laughs> Did he get senior Spielbergo to to? Oh no, yeah, no, it wasn't. It was I forget the guy's name. It was a Chinese. Yeah, that's a real. <laughs> that's, a real uh, that's a Kim Jong Il move right there. Yeah, it's oh, totally. It totally was Kim Jong Il. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, and like well, they, the they night- make they make an Iron Man costume and it's all it's got like teeth and like spikes and it's all mean and like it's uh, and, um, it was really it was really good I, I enjoyed it so cool the yeah. nice the nice thing about it is now that we've had this conversation if I so choose I can buy it while we're talking yeah there you go because that is an option that the marketplace now gives me the, the well, it, you can buy a third of it while you well, <laughs> that's right the the interesting thing is that the moment um the moment in the origin where Iron Man gets introduced he's captured and they show Tony Stark building the suit in a cave and then they show the guy who's captured him and it's it's totally the movie yeah it's totally the movie it's like the dude the, the dude with the shaved head and the scarf you know like it's it's totally the movie so is is that the mandarin or is it yeah no 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 that's not the mandarin you, it's the guy who works for the mandarin do you need to suggest that the mandarin kidnapped john favreau yeah. <laughs> possibly so but yeah it was good maybe he should make him finish his iron man miniseries yeah, maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh that still hurts Anyway, so um, so those are the books that came out this week that we enjoyed. Uh, go to ifanboy.com slash comics, and you could see the whole list of comics that come out. You could do your pull list, then you can come back on Wednesday and rate and review them. We've got a couple of reviews from you, the iFanboy community. Um, uh, one of the most diligent reviewers on the site, Akamu, checks in with a review of yours truly, Jack the Ripper number one. Um, who published this? Was it? Uh, I think it's it was. IDW. It's IDW, IDW, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Akamu gave it the story a three out of five and the art a four out of five, and nobody made it their pick of the week this week. And Akamu says, to me, the dialogue in the book felt pretty forced. It's not awful. It just felt more stilted, felt more stilted homage than flowing dialogue. The Dottie Art Noir style isn't really my thing, but as far as Dottie Art Noir goes, Kevin Golden has skills. I won't be following the series because it's not really my thing, but if you're in the mood for a slightly silly supernatural noir with a stuffy British guy with a monocle, a hard-as-nails female reporter just trying to make it a man's world, and a skeptical doctor who will likely come around or be killed by Jack the Ripper, then dig your mitts into this. I think this may be an adaptation from a, a book, like a novel book. Okay. Yes, Robert Block's Yours Truly, Jack the Ripper. So if the dialogue sounds forced, that may have something to do with it. IDW is doing a lot of these. They're doing that Robert Patterson um, one. The, uh, Josh talked about it a couple of shows ago. Yeah, the King Tut. The guy, the guy that's in yeah. Twilight? Yeah, no. Robert Pattinson. I would read any book he wrote. Um, Connor, Connor, that big poster above your bed, right? I have to go get my sleeping bag and go, go wait for my tickets. Um, <laughs> I read this too. It was it was okay. It was pretty good. I liked the art more than I liked the writing. Um, I the also art didn't... sort of reminded me of like a turn of the century newspaper illustration. Yeah. Which is I, didn't, which I don't is know if I like Jack Ripper as a monster. They have him as a sort of supernatural being, which I don't really dig. But uh, I like the I like the art a lot. I don't know if I'll read the next one. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I haven't decided yet. But it was pretty good. If you like Jack the Ripper, if you like sort of ter- you know independent Ripperology, turn of the century. Uh, well, if you're into Ripperology, you probably will hate it because it's because Jack Ripper's a monster in this. Yeah, but, uh, true, yeah. But uh, if you if you like sort of mystery noir, not noirish, but sort of turn of the century, you know, settings and things like that, then, then you might like this book. Yeah. 
It was pretty good. All right. The next champion reviewed Secret Avengers number two. Give a story a four out of five. The art a five out of five. And at the time of recording, 0.37% of the iFan base made this their pick of the week. And the next champion says, although this isn't as remarkable as the first issue, this still is this still a solid Stephanie's <coughs> Red Brewbreaker. With anything is written, the story and the mystery always seem to move at a slow pace, even for an Avengers team we're not going to see be seeing very much action right now. Sure, Brubaker sprinkles in a, sprinkles in a bit cold medicine. Brubaker <laughs> sprinkles in a bit of a weird henchman and all, but we still have no idea what's going on yet. Personally, I think it fits with the title since this is a spec ops team. Sometimes it doesn't really matter what the big picture is as long as you're still on a pace with finishing the mission. That's all the spec ops team needs to handle. I apologize, I can't talk of the medicine, but. Um, I enjoyed this issue. Not as much as the first, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was definitely a step down. I, what I'll tell you what I liked. I loved uh, Spaceman Moon Knight costume. <laughs> and, uh, I, spent the, I spent the whole issue trying to see if Black Widow had a spacesuit with a cartoon spider on it. I know. I was like, I, was like I, want these, I want these action figures. It was always, and she was always in shadow, so I never got my, my payoff. Yeah, but and and was, did you see the, the Steve Rogers uh, light shield is back? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, that was interesting, I thought. Yeah, but um They can't manufacture him another shield. He doesn't yeah. have to have the red, white, and blue on. It could be silver like They never they never replicated that special blend of adamantium and vibranium. Yeah. Ever again. Um, That's why. This this it was all right. It was I mean, I, I think I think the review is a little gl- more glowing and and apologetic than it needs to be. I mean, it, it didn't Well, now, me, you know. See see personally, I agree with Next Champion. Yeah. Uh because uh like I I thought that this was well, in a way, I liked it maybe a little bit more than he did. I thought after the first one, okay, now we've got ourselves a ball game, but the next one is really going to be kind of make or break, yeah. you know, whether it had, you know, falls into a sophomore slump or doesn't pay off or whatever. And I thought this maintain the momentum of the previous issue i still want to know what the hell is going on with nick fury quote unquote nick fury if that's his real name and uh you know i still want to know what's going on with these serpent crowns and i like i don't nova. know what's going on yeah, yeah nova but i i have my own like it's given me my own ideas about what's going on you know like cool. any good you know it sparked my imagination as any good fiction should and yeah i think it was good i, I don't know that it was it wasn't great i, I don't think his, his review is necessarily too over overwhelming i think no it's still, I think it's still sec- my second favorite of the Avengers books. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not as sold on it, but yeah. yeah. Okay. He gave it's it fine. a four out of five, and yeah. I think I did too. Yeah. So. Um, I'll tell you what freaks me out is the, those I Am an Avengers pages are starting to freak me out. Uh, <laughs> the, f- the face <laughs> of comicdom right there. Every time I look at it, I think this is the week that I send mine in. Yeah, I know. It's freaky. <laughs> Never anyway, but um, but yeah. So nonetheless, all right, cool. Good Good iFanboy.com slash comics and do your pull list every week and write reviews and we'll get one on the show. And if you like iFanboy.com, uh, you can help keep us around. Uh, we are you know a small lean organization that is focused on giving you comic book themed entertainment, and we need your help to keep the lights on and keep and keep supporting us so we can keep on doing that. And we really appreciate everybody who has um, some quick you know real quick ways that you can do to help out. Click on the banners on the website; those are our advertisers. They're lo- they're, they're looking to you know sell you their wares. So check them out. Just give them a couple of clicks. That always helps us. Uh, go to ifanboy.com/slash/amazon for all of your Amazon shopping needs, um, and whether it's books or DVDs or video games or anything, um, it helps us out. We get a little cut of that. Or you click on the Amazon logo, go to Amazon proper and just shop on Amazon. That helps us out. Um, buy one of our shirts. Go to ifanboycom slash store. We've got uh, uh, some Fear Agent shirts left. I, I believe we have a couple of uh, Battle Pug shirts uh, left. Um, so go to ifanboycom slash store. Get those while you can. The only Fear, Fear Agent shirt in known to existence. 
Um, and you finally, you can become a member uh, for four bucks a month or 42 bucks a year uh, for the basic membership level. It gets you some cool stuff, including a free comic book from our collection. Or 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year gets you all that plus a uh, plus a free T-shirt. Not free, you're buying it, but plus a, a fanboy member T-shirt. Um, and members are the ones who are eligible for the awesome giveaways. And we're going to be planning some late summer giveaways probably after San Diego. We're going to be at San Diego trying to get cool shit signed and stuff like that. So we want to give it to you. So become a member before then so you can be eligible. Uh, go to ifanboy.com slash store to do that. And we thank you for your support. I just want to note again, the extra large member shirts are still we're, we're on order. So if yeah. you've got the membership and requested an extra large member shirt, it's going to be a few, it's going to be a few weeks more. So yeah. stay um, tuned. That would be why you haven't received your package yet if you're wondering. Yep. If the, the small guys, they get their packages. Yeah, well, they're good. They're good. They, 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 find, they get something. No more getting pushed in the sand. So. Email time. Alan, who is Alan Robb and I fanboy from Austin, Texas, writes and says, My question is about the free promo material that companies put out on Wednesdays. I love the Marvel Saga books and the postcard flyer checklists that both Marvel and DC put out. This week I picked up the Curse of the Mutant Saga, and as an X-Men fan, was pretty impressed. There was an interview with Victor Gishler, some great pinups, a preview of X-Men number one, and a series of single-page origin explanation by the current teams in different books. Damn impressive. So I was wondering, so what, I was wondering <laughs> what, about, what you guys think of the free promo, promo material, and what are some of the favorite freebies you've received over the years? I, I, I mean, he's put way more thought into this stuff than I've ever have. Um, I too, my, my store owner loves to give me those saga books, whether I read the titles or not. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just, but it's a game with him, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but I, I find myself like I'm bored on a Sunday and I'll grab one of those saga books and I'll start reading it. I'll take it to the can. I'll read it there. It's fun. You know, like, I think, I think Marvel does a great job. I don't know of any of the stuff that DC does. So, well, I have a shelf of rings that begs to differ. True. That's a good point. That's a good uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. But, so uh, Ron's got a desk of rings. Yeah, you? I do. Yep. <laughs> why I have them or what I will ever do with them. Yeah, why do you have them? <laughs> Other than fish them out of my two-year-old's trachea. stick pins in them? <laughs> <laughs> they just show up in the bag. What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I still – I look back now and I can't believe that I used to pay for Marvel Age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, yes. Remember yeah. this? Back, yes, yes. Back when I, back when I was a lad yeah. – uh, Marvel had its own uh, promotional engine. It was a book called Marvel Age. If comics were 75 cents, Marvel Age was 50 cents or whatever. And it was all full of interviews about upcoming projects. It was basically like the internet on paper. Yep. Uh, and I shelled out $400 on those things that they should have been stuffing in my bag for free every month. It, only, only letter I ever got printed in a letter column, by the yeah. way. Uh, in an really? Oh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, solo Avengers had just come out. I asked why they hadn't put out a solo X-Men. Oh, I did not know what I was in for <laughs> over the course of the next 30 years. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I love a, a nice free postcard or whatever. I would pay money to stop getting that uh, comic shop newspaper thing. Yeah, that, 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 that's, uh, yeah that, was, that was the... That was probably the last thing I, I took promotional-wise, yeah. the comic shop news. And that yeah. was up until... I'd say five, six years ago, I was still taking those at the store, but I don't take anything anymore. I don't. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing comes with me unless it's something really unusual. Nothing comes with me out of the store unless it's unless it's well, my books. Well, I got to say the DC, the line for the free shit at the DC booth, the cons is all like the like people go crazy for the pins and the posters. Like DC does a lot of posters and things like that. Um, more so than Marvel at the cons, but I feel like Marvel gets more stuff in the stores for some reason. Um, yeah. I don't I'm know. Inclined to agree. Yeah. So I don't know, but hey, if you like it, it's not worth anything. So have fun. <laughs> and that's why we're here for to, to pay for my kids' college. I've never I've never looked on eBay for a free uh, Fall oh. of the Mutants postcard or whatever. Well, the rings maybe, yeah, but 
Yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. So our next uh, email comes from Tony, who says, I just read the Infinity Gauntlet on my iPad, and I enjoyed it. However, it appeared that Thanos' main motivation for destroying the universe was in order to win the affections of Mistress Death. It struck me that this may be a little too showy and possibly overdoing it a bit. Until, that is, I thought of all the stupid stuff that I've done in order to capture the attentions of a lady. Question. What universes have you obliterated in order to hook up with that special someone? Or bearing any destruction of all sentient life, have you ever gone a little too far in order to catch the eye of a woman? This isn't about comics. <laughs> right. I, I, see, I see right through your ruse, Tony. I feel like I should be lying on a couch. <laughs> it all started when I was 17. Uh, uh, wow. This is personal. <laughs> so, Ron, I think, tell us. I think, I think eliminating the – or uh, I think obliterating the Marvel Universe would win the heart of my wife back. <laughs> Based on – Oh, God. So what have we done to get some action? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to answer this. This is <laughs> I was uh I was at San Diego last year. I know where a lot of the bodies are buried. I'll send you uh, uh Tony, I'll send you an email. <laughs> no way nobody mm, last year? No, nobody did anything untoward last year. No, yeah, last year was fairly calm. Last year we were pretty like, tame last year. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I've listened to a shitload of Andrew Lloyd Webber I never needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and that is no lie. <laughs> oh, sure. I've always, I've always been interested in theater. What yeah. are you kidding me? I'm going. Yeah, I'll be in the tech crew of your play. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I'm a handyman. Wow. I'll, I'll, I'll build a wow, set. Wow, you're the tech. Oh, wow. That's is funny. this a hammer or a screwdriver? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. High school. Wow. There's no going back, gents. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything really, really like bizarre. Would it be okay if I strangled myself with this microphone cord while we were talking? <laughs> I, I've never, or would that, um, would that wreck think. the recording? I'm trying to think of, of one. Well, I didn't really do I, I guess I, one, one of them I tolerated. She, uh, this is back in high school. She was asking me for books that she should read because she, she had to do a project for English class. And she said, um, yeah, my sister recommended uh, The Catcher in the Rye, but I'm not really into baseball. <laughs> and I just went, and I went and I bit my tongue and <laughs> that was tough. That was hard. Oh, I got one when I was living in in L.A. Um, we went to a karaoke bar and I never do karaoke and uh, I wasn't going to do karaoke in, until the really attractive friend of a friend came over and asked if I was going to do karaoke and I said, "Of course I'm going to do karaoke." <laughs> <laughs> and I sang ABBA. Oh, really? Wow! Should never ever happen again, but it worked. So what yeah. are you going to do? Oh, there you go. What are you going to do? Yeah. Sometimes you got to read the situation and. Just, Call an audible. just roll with it. Roll with it. Yeah. yeah. Man. So thank you, Tony. Yeah, thanks for that awkwardness. Um, <laughs> if you have an awkward question not about comics or a question about comics, email us at contact.ifanboy.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we've been answering lots of questions in the letter column on ifanboy.com, so be sure every Friday to go check that out and see if you got a letter in the letter column. Um, because Connor is practically on his deathbed, we're going to skip the voicemails this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. But we've gotten a bunch recently, and we'll probably be doing a big voicemail show soon. We got hey, we we're nine away from episode two fifty, by the way. Holy well, God. yeah, two fifty. Yeah. Uh, the fifty shows is traditional. Ah, don't say it. Don't say it. So that's prepare. We prepare for that one rent- mentally, Ron. Yeah, I know. Awkward. We'll get there <laughs> anyway. So talk about uh, a few weeks. We don't want to get those emails. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but look forward to two fifty in in nine weeks. My God. 
Um, so yeah, call the voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys. It's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. We'd love to hear from you that way as well. Um, in case you didn't know, we have another podcast called iFanboy Don't Miss, which comes out every Monday and is a uh, is a quick sneak peek at a uh, book that is shipping that that week, that Wednesday. And we talk to the creator behind that book to find out why you should buy it. This is a great tool to help you make your shopping decisions. Uh, you want to listen to it every every Monday. Make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe to it. Um, this coming Monday, we've got uh, Chris Neesman talking to Matt Fraction about the new Casanova series. Um, what was last week's show? Last week's show was... That was Paul Cornell. Yeah, Paul Cornell. But so I didn't work on you, Ron. What? That show. I didn't listen to You were to not it. convinced by he, Paul Cornell. He did, in fact, miss. Dude, you, you were with me on Monday. I was a wreck. <laughs> I was... I, last weekend kicked my ass. I didn't we listen both to, were wrecks. Yeah, I'm, that was, I'm, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm sick from that weekend. I love Josh. I love Paul. The podcast is on my iPod. I'll listen to it this weekend, but I'm sure it was lovely. But I, I wasn't going to buy that book anyway, so yeah. Anyway, but so to, so subscribe to iFanboy. Don't miss. Don't miss out on it. Ha! See what I did there? And also <laughs> that we, we occasionally do a special edition shows. If you look back in the feed, you'll see shows on the things like the Jonah Hex movie or the, <laughs> the A-Team movie. Basically, the comic theme movies, and those are back there in the feed. We've got yep. Scott Pilgrim movie happening in a few weeks, so check those out if you haven't heard those yet. They're fun. Totally. Or if you want, go to ifanboy.com. I did a whole article on comic movies, and I linked to all the shows we did. So oh my if you God. haven't heard any of our movie shows, you can go find that article uh, ranking the modern-age comic films, and you can find a link to all of our special edition movie shows. There is a guy at a trophy shop making something for you right now on my behalf because that was a Herculean effort. Yes, it was. Yep. Well, you know what's funny about those people got mad at my rankings, which is what happens, which is normal. But I got mad at myself making the rankings. <laughs> you just see you arguing. Yeah. I was like, what? Really? Oh. Super Super turns at number eight. Yeah, I love that. Number eight. I own the Blu-ray. Hey, well, well, huzzah for Josie and the Pussycats. So. Yeah, uh, I love, I'm, I'm right, right there with I you. I support. That I was like, yes, I support it. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so check out ifanboy.com. That's where you can find that article. You can find my pick of the week review. You can find all the in-depth comic discussion. You can find Jim Ski's Monday column every Monday at noon Eastern time. You can find all of our daily columnists, all of our goofy stuff. There was all kinds of Wonder Woman action this week at ifanboy.com, so check that out. You can also find shows like Word Balloon are on there, and all kinds of people are on there, so check that out. Also, we do a video show every Wednesday on ifanboy.com and revision3.com slash ifanboy. Last week was the tribute to Frank Frazetta and Dick Giordano show, which was I was quite proud of myself, despite the fact of losing the first three minutes of the show. Yep. Um, I, I quite enjoyed that show. I thought that was a good yeah, show. Yeah, so it, it was a good one. It was definitely, I was, and I was glad to see a lot of people really enjoyed it as well. So a very proud moment. Um, if you next week, no, it's not our barbecue show. Normally, if you've been following along for years, on July 4th, we do the barbecue email show, which we didn't do this year for scheduling reasons. We just couldn't make it work. Just couldn't get it in. We're going to do it. Later in the summer, we just didn't, we couldn't get it for this time. So, yeah. plus it hasn't, really, it hasn't really been barbecue weather, right? It hasn't been that hot. Oh, no, it's been hot. <laughs> um, uh, we just couldn't was, make it work. That was it's a fake out. We yeah. tried to do it just when it wasn't, wasn't. working, but it'll, it'll happen in the next month or so. But so instead of that, you're going to get a prequel vault where we took a, take a look at a bunch of sh- books that lead into other books that are popular or take place before the books that are popular. Prequel vaults. Cool. Find out what that is on Wednesday. Excellent. <laughs> And as I mentioned before, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys It's one 888 And finally, if you like the show, write a review on iTunes. That's how people find the show. For this show, for the audio show, for the Don't Miss podcast, for all the shows we do, please go to iTunes and write a review. We're going to do the, the push to 1,000, weren't we, Ron? Yes, we're we at, are. Yeah, do we check where we're at with that? Vamp sure, 
I'll, I'll, I'll tap dance. So, yeah, so that's how people find the show. They, they search online for comic podcasts, and the amount of reviews are help, it helps the search engine, helps people find the show. And that's, that's how Jim found the show. Eventually. Was it really? It absolutely is, yeah. I, uh, I typed, as I was getting into comics again, I typed comics into iTunes, and you guys were one of the first ones that came up. I subscribed to about six that night. I am still subscribed to one of them. Really? Which one? Wait, are you, are you serious? Because I've made that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is all absolutely true. Wow. That's how I came to be in your service. Thank you, sir. iTunes reviews. Well, that's uh, amazing. So please go to iTunes, leave a review, not just for our show, for Tom vs. The Flash, for Word Balloon, for yeah. 11 O'Clock Comics, for all those great shows out there. It really helps if you listen to those shows and you can't help out with money or, or whatever. At the very least, you can go leave a review. That really helps everyone. Is that enough tap dancing? Are we still looking? Or should I talk it's about Accessing the, iTunes uh, Store. We are at 677. So we're up from last week. We're up about 30 from last time. It was like 640 last time. So keep it going. Get it to 700. Push to 1,000 is on. So. We should – there's no way to know who the 1,000th one is because that should be a good prize. No, yeah, we, so. we can't do that. So. All right. So. Anyway, well, so go to iTunes. Do that. So. I'm done vamping. Done That's vamping. it for the show. All right. Go to bed. Until next week, I'm Ron. <laughs> I'm Con. I'm going to take this NyQuil and pass out. I am Jim and so am I. <laughs>